Welcome to Love Always Wins. My name is David Hazen, and all I can say about myself today is I'm still learning to be a human being. Last week I talked about how my last 38 years has been a real growth period. This week I want to share with you the lies I was telling myself just before that growth period started. For 15 years, I had been in a school of mysticism which had promised that I would get high without using drugs. And while some of what we were doing was quite valid, what I learned was how to create psychobabble to cover up the fact that I was still using drugs. So what I'm going to do today is share with you a letter I wrote to my son, who was 16 at the time, in defense of my use of drugs. I wanted to pretend that I was fully lovable and capable when in fact I was hiding a tremendous amount of insecurity. And that insecurity was making me tremendously angry. The letter begins like this. I primarily take drugs alone to commune with nature or myself to be in a state of acute self-observation, or sometimes contemplation of nature. Well, doesn't that sound noble? In reality, it was a bald-faced lie. I simply didn't want to be seen or heard, which is a defense mechanism I learned as a small child. My dad would tell me to stop crying, or he would really give me something to cry about. He gave himself permission to be angry, to be violent, to be abusive, but I could not do that. So I learned how to be alone and entertain myself. I used the drugs to numb me out so I wouldn't get angry and violent with other people. My next lie of minimization and diversion reads like this. I do not feel robbed of my willpower to stop. I do not numb, fall down, vomit, cause car accidents, etc. Occasionally, when necessary, I use drugs to control my emotions. Well, that part of it is true. But the first part of the sentence uh, didn't talk about things like... uh, my three attempts to quit that I gave up on because I would get so angry and the only way I could stop being angry was to pick up the drugs again. Didn't talk about my skipping heartbeat, my shoulder bursitis, my constantly running nose, my inability to keep a job, my divorce, my sexual infidelity, near-fatal car accident, inability to pay child support, dependence on other people and romantic partners for my financial security, and my physical and verbal abuse of them, my defiance of authority that resulted in an arrest record, and my periodic bouts of depression in which I became suicidal. 
and how I was spending a lot of time by myself crying. My tolerance for alcohol had increased so much I couldn't even get drunk. And the marijuana just made me feel normal. I couldn't even get high. I had the illusion that I was actually learning things from using drugs. And I said in this letter, I am learning to be in situations without freaking out. Situations that would normally lead to frustration, depression, anger, and apathy, melancholy, hopeless attitudes. No, I wasn't learning anything. I was just simply avoiding the experience of my feelings, which contain messages that I needed to deal with. Returning to what I said in my letter, I have a thirst for communion that is not satisfied, and the emotional pain this causes me is rather disruptive if I should ever hope to live a stable and productive life. When I am stoned, I am able to concentrate better and enjoy myself as an okay guy, even though I appear to be mired in endless demons. So there's a piece of the truth mixed in with all these other rationalizations and minimizations. However, the next thing that I said in this letter was a litany of all the ways that I'm a victim of society. I said, you must see my use in the perspective of wartime conditions. Do not forget that we all have experienced serious social and emotional dislocations, disruptions, and sheer terror. Then I made this paradoxical statement, quote, I do not yet like being alone, and I have chosen to be alone. Throughout my life, I have been a loner. Don't believe that it will last much longer. The few friends that I do have now seem to be just the kind of stalwart support that I have always been looking for. Well, what I'm talking about is those people were my prime enablers. Then I launch into some psychobabble that I'd learned from this new agey school of mysticism, and I say, when I say we are one, I'm looking in your eyes for an equal reflection of the same seriousness, the same radical empathic tone that is not sensed but felt internally in the heart and manifests itself as a higher level of energy we call love. Today, this sounds to me a lot like spiritual bypassing of the fact that I didn't know a thing about love. I went on to talk about social structures that I believed are due for collapse. And I said, to me, these structures have been heavy throughout my life. I have been repulsed by the callous and cruel acts perpetrated on myself and others. I have always been renewed by withdrawing into my own space. Well, true, I would withdraw, but I was not renewed. I would just come out fighting, as I go on to say, fighting college administrations, the military, the government, my wife, child, friends, and my own parents. And then there's this tacit admission that I was having suicidal thoughts because I said, I give my mystical school credit for showing me how to avoid self-destruction 
my own private nuclear war. Reading this letter again has helped me to see that it is the violent anger that I was trying to numb with drugs. That was the real unresolved problem, the illness, not the drug itself. The using and drinking in isolation was merely a symptom. I was not willing to admit that I was angry at my anger, ashamed of it, split into two people, desperately trying to deny that I was already in an early stage of grief, anger, and constantly being ashamed of my urge to cry. Recovery is fully allowing the grief process to roll, which I admit is scary shit. It should be no surprise that I advocate the full experience of our grief to cut short the harm caused by chronic use of drugs. I have written at length about my journey in a book, Love Always Wins, available for free at lovealwayswins.us. Next week, my guest, Marie Murtaugh and I will have a dialogue about the growth of conflict resolution skills. Until then, as a reminder to both you and me, let's pay attention to our breathing and keep it gentle. Yeah, I love you. <laughs>